This is Adobo Culture, Filipino collective podcast. Your newest favorite spot where we chat, laugh, and pour our hearts out about being Filipino millennials here in the U.S. These are your homeboys, Freddie, John, and Drew. Tara, tambay. What's yo, up, yo, you guys? What's up? Welcome to our second part. part. You go, you guys. Part two, part two of stereo, the stereotype episode. Um, See. So, as a recap, um, first first part was about all about Filipino stereotypes. So, it's mostly for Filipinos, but it gives like another perspective for those who aren't. So that's cool. So this time. We're gonna be focusing on American stereotypes. Ooh, this, spicy. this would be fun. This would be fun. So, um, let's jump right in. Same, same, um, same strategy. We discuss stereotypes. Give your thoughts and same say plan. based on our. <clears throat> Based on our um, perspective, since we've been living with Americans for years now, I say we could like you know back our statements up, pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So you guys good? I'm sure. Yeah. So we're pretty much gonna explain how we see how how Filipinos see it, and how we actually see mm-hmm. it here, how it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. Definitely. So definitely, we're gonna be starting on a good note. Um, okay, let's do this. The first American, first American stereotype that I got is that Americans are very friendly and approachable. What do you guys think? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's true. Definitely. <laughs> how that's come? True, that's true. Like, wh- wh- by friendly, how do you mean friendly? Like, it just goes like, to mm-hmm. that idea of small talk. That's yeah, right. That's that, right. Yeah. yeah, you could seriously just go up <clears throat> on the street, talk to someone, and they will talk back to you right. about small talk. Right. It's yeah. very easy to do that here. Any um any remarkable instances that you like made you think? Oh yeah, Americans are friendly. I guess uh, I there was so... this one. Yeah. You go yeah. first. Yeah, Drew. So for me, uh, growing up, you know, I was able to travel by myself uh, internationally. Mm-hmm. And you can see as a little kid, you know, when I was in the Philippines, I was taught by my parents not to talk to, not to, talk to strangers. And obviously, when I was in the Philippines, in the airport by myself, big facility, big building, a lot of people. And, and I was in the Philippines. It's, it's kind of scary. But when I finally landed in the U.S., when I was being taken care of the the american gate agents the the people who were working here i just felt i was welcome really well and everyone just seemed approachable friendly and they will not ignore you they would want to yeah they will they will help you and as a kid seeing that you know that already already started in my mind like oh people in other countries are (laughs) approachable like that's our first um observation for them so of them Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah yeah, that, that, that's just that's just me so yeah <laughs> yeah uh, in, in yeah. my case uh i remember i was in new york 
I was outside, <clears throat> just chilling outside. Then all of a sudden, this girl, I was smoking outside. The This girl, she came up to me and she was just basically asking, just asked me how my day was. And I was like, that was first <laughs> week I got here. And I was just like, I'm doing okay. How about you? <laughs> so I was like nervous because like, who the, why the hell does she want to freaking talk to me? I have nothing. Well, she asked for a cigarette, so I gave it to her. But then I noticed, like, if you're, if you just want one thing, you'll take it and go, right? Yeah. But then she yeah. actually started a conversation with me, and she asked me where I'm from, all that stuff, and I talked to her, like, oh, what are you doing here? She, there was a modeling convention in the hotel, and I was like, wow, <laughs> this is a great hotel to be in, then. But then, yeah, that's what I noticed. I think she was from like Wisconsin or something, and she was, right, right. yeah, but yeah. That's what I noticed. They will talk to you whether they need something or not. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. they do need something, but they'll still find a way to establish small talk. I guess and that's just the American. I'd say, yeah, I'd say um, for the most part, like you'd feel comfortable right away, even though you don't really know anyone. No. They have this like, they have this approach where like you feel um, kind of welcome, you know, like just like for example, like what John said, like sure they they talk to you because they wanted they wanted something, but they make sure to not make it to not make you feel that they're using you, pretty much. They, exactly. I think they genuine they genuinely like talking to you. They genuinely yeah. like knowing. That's true stuff about you because you know they're already there so yeah yeah i say they're easy to talk to no no backhand approach or whatever so yeah they won't just talk to you and leave basically they'll actually start a conversation with you which i find Mm -hmm. very amusing amusing yeah also i noticed here yeah like how in you know mm-hmm Yep. I also notice here, like, as a comparison, so in the Philippines, when you go to, like, a bar, right, like, you just, like, stick to, like, your cliques, your friends, your group, basically. Here, you enter a bar with your group, then as the night goes on, you'll you'll see yourself talking to different people. That's true. And it's like, and it's like, you know them for so long. It might be because you're already drunk, but, like... They just like talking to people. Yeah, it's funny. That's how that's how I got our billiards table in Zeitgeist one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember before <laughs> there were there were three people hogging the billiards table, and I was just like, a, I think that was I think whose birthday was that? I can't remember. I think it was your mm-hmm. sister's birthday. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Zeitgeist. Then I approached one of the people that using the billiards table because they were hogging it for like the past twenty minutes. Right. Then I just asked them, like, oh, um, is it okay if we can go on next? And they were like, oh, sure, it's fine. Then out of nowhere, this girl from that group just started chatting me up. And I was like, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Conversation, yes. Why not? Socialization, why not? Let's find it interesting. It's cool. It's something else. Let's move on, Ben. Um, yes. So after that good part, we have to like balance things out. So after yes. that, yin and yang, friendly, approachable. But then again, people think Americans are very entitled. What do you guys think? 
I think not all of them, but there's a lot of them. Right. It stems from the idea of ignorance. Mm-hmm. They don't... I mean, Americans are smart, but there right. are some Americans who are just downright... Um, I mean, it goes to show everywhere. I mean, yeah. there are Filipinos yeah. who are dumb. There are Americans who are dumb. There are human beings who are dumb. And there are human beings who are smart. It's just the entitled ones are really... They really show it. Their entitlement. I mean, even on tech, like, this is just me giving my opinion. There's mm-hmm. this challenge of, in TikTok, that I see, I see on Facebook. I don't, I don't go on TikTok. But there's basically, <laughs> you know, that challenge where you put your hands up and uh, put your, yeah, put yeah, one yeah. finger down if you're finger blah, blah, blah. Ah. This kid is just talking about, basically it goes like this. Put your finger down if you own a Jaguar. Down. <laughs> put your finger down if your dad owns a yacht. Down. He just goes on and on and on. And I'm just like, this entitlement is making me sick. Because he yeah. just talks about his parents' money and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you, I think you'll be more entitled because you're, a fir- you're in a first world country. Right. You, don't, right. you don't notice what's going on in the world because you're happy with whatever you have because it's all you need, basically. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I don't think... There are there are people who are definitely been around. They've traveled, but then there are some who are just stuck to America. Period. They don't go anywhere else. Right. Um, that's that's my my opinion on that matter. What do you think, Drew? Um, I just I just think it's just how people perceive america like how again we're talking about the united states of america and the people here we're not talking about a certain group of people we're just talking about people who actually were born and raised and lived here with a culture of being yeah right um so like our our perspective is like the united states is again the land of opportunity the land of where everyone gets what they worked hard for and when people work hard for something yeah they feel like they earned something and they are already on top of everybody. So, but right, then looking right. from outside, we came from this country where we, even if we work hard for something, we still don't get it. So we feel like we're always one level down. So we look so high, high yeah. of them to the point that they feel that they are, they like, they rule the world. And because then again, the United States is, I don't know if it's still applicable today, but it is the most powerful country sort in the world. Like, like that. everything that happens here, well, apparently, funny affects thing the is, world. Ac- uh-huh. Funny thing is, actually, um, the one who gave this example are Americans. So I asked them, yeah. well, what, made you, what made you say you guys are very entitled? Well, just like what both of you guys said, like, they're... They they grew up with the idea that America is like the best country, no so way. for the most part, they already think that as long as you're American, you have like the upper hand about about above everyone yep. else. You're already so yeah. they they I mean Americans somehow fail to realize that not everything is about America and mm, being American, right. so. I think that's what makes them feel entitled because, like, again, they grew up knowing that their country is, like, the most powerful one, the most desired one. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, they're going to be, like, 
given the idea that I'm from America. I can do anything I want because I'm better than you, basically. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's kind it's of like sad. A, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's, it's a little bit Because, like, I get, I get the idea, too. Like, why would you try and look outside the box if your box is already perfect? You know right. what I mean? That's the, yeah. the, the like, perfect way to say it, yeah. Like, why? Yeah basically like why would you go out do you, why would you go out if everything you need and want is already in your box so i mean you're if you're satisfied with where you are then why look for somewhere else right exactly so this also connects to another stereotype which is like they're stuck in their own bubble you know mm-hmm. I, again it's because everything they know about life is already in their country yeah so and to top it all off, it's all, it's all good too. It's like top of the line, um, quality of life. Yeah, top of the line, everything. Top, top, top of, li- of the line, yeah. food. So, why would you look somewhere else if you have everything here? So well, I guess not, that. What was that? Well, not necessarily top of the line of everything. I guess they're just comfortable where they think they can, yeah. they can control things. Because yeah, okay, so. Um, I can I'll, I'll have I have actually have a story about the whole being in their own bubble. So, I was able to study here in the states in back in Indiana, and I studied for two years. And then after finishing that course, I was so excited I'm going to be able to go to a different state, you know. And this one actually exposes that stereotype that they have that they stay in their own bubble because everything that they have already they already have there's what they can they can control. And they're contented mm-hmm. with that. They don't want to go to a place where they have to, to go work hard for something and try to go, like a long way to get to the top. You know what I'm saying? So because like I had classmates, we all finished the courses together, and then I asked them, "So what are your plans?" Well, I'm just gonna stay here in Indiana, you know, and then I'm gonna do this, and do that, just stay here, maybe go to a different city, but within the state still. And I yeah. asked, I was, re- I was really curious, like, why not go to a bigger city and you can make it big there? And then they said, well, because I'm comfortable here. And because I already have this much of property, like, apparently they, they already have properties there. They're oh. already comfortable with their families there. Like, I, I think it's also, in, in a way, with that whole bubble thing, maybe because they feel that if they get out of that bubble, they will feel alienated, you know? Like, they'll feel Stepping like... Stepping out of your belong. comfort zone, basically. Correct. Right. And it's, it's all about the comfort zone. And that's mm-hmm. and that's that also connects to what you said. Like, why I guess if you're, in the, if you're in the in the best box in the world, why would you want to go out in a different box? But for yeah. us, like looking from like looking from the outside, we would always want to try to get closer and closer to the best to the to the top, pretty much. Right. right? So because we did we my... didn't grow, yeah, because we, we didn't grow up in like a privileged country. So yeah. we have we we're like Wish me for for us we're like me. we're like. Destined to change, we're destined yeah. to chase the best. Yeah. While, while Americans are like born in the best. Yeah. So yeah. they're born in a first world country where things are, they're not the greatest, but they're pretty good. So I don't blame them for being stuck yeah. in their own bubble because, like, I, I yeah. can see myself doing the same too if I have if all you were these, in that like, situation. Right? If I have the same luxury, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Again, Moving we're not taking on. away. Oh. We're not taking uh-huh. away about the hardships that they've gone through. It's just yeah, that, like yeah. you said, Fred, if I were born in a place where everything was already there, yeah, like yeah. 
I don't have to work as hard as some other people had to, then yeah. why would you want to do that in a different world where everything is a lot harder? You know, exactly. so like it's just yeah. like life. You know, you don't want to make life harder for yourself. You want to have life just easy. You know, easy going. You know, live a simple. Life. Fa- I disagree like- with that statement, though. But <laughs> continue on. <laughs> But yeah, bottom line, (laughs) bottom line is like America, Americans think like, why fix something that isn't broken? You know, correct. In in terms of their lifestyle. So I really don't blame them for being stuck in their own personal bubble. Because yeah, moving on, let's go back to a good stereotype. Um, So according to Americans too, and other like Filipinos, Americans are respectful of personal space and they mind their own business. What do you guys think? <laughs> Depends. Uh, if we're gonna talk about my neighbors, uh, hell no. <laughs> but in but general, I think, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get where they're coming from from this one, especially for our Filipinos who um, suggested this one. Is like. For those of you, for those of um, you guys who aren't Filipino, um, Filipinos are notorious for being nosy. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. <laughs> like it's like it's like a lifestyle for some of us. Like you know, we always like our daily dose of tea. So um, tea. that is kind of unhealthy for a Filipino. For Filipino culture, because like yeah. it's always about the tea. What's the latest tea? Blah blah Spill blah. The tea, the tea yeah. That isn't really a thing here in America, and I can see that. Like, um, for example, like um, you'll think like in like the Philippines, like in your group of friends, um, you have a friend who's a couple, right? They broke up. Um, that would be like the talk of the town for like an entire week. But I noticed in like a fil- in, in in an American group of friends, a couple break broke up. They talk about it for just that night, and then once they got like the answers and like clarifications as to why they broke up, they move on. They'll move they don't on really they don't really meddle with like things deeper than why they broke up. Like you know. So I think that's a nice thing because, like, at least people here can, like, do whatever they want without being judged. That's another thing, too. Yeah. yeah. Americans ver- value the personal life of each individual very well. Yeah. Yep. Which I yep. really hold high respect for. Yep. Yeah. As, like, they always, they always say, as long as they're not hurting anyone, you're good to go. Exactly. They always say that, yeah. Yeah. I think for Americans, it's more of, like, no questions asked we can move on. Like, you know, uh, about the whole personal space, like, let's say you are quitting your job. Like, you don't have to, like, in the Philippines, for you to quit a job, that person who's going to quit a job is kind of so nervous because he has to make up this whole reason of quitting his job just to yeah. explain. And then there will be mm-hmm. more more questions asked. And let's say here, you quit, you just tell him, well, I, just, I just don't like it here anymore. No questions asked, you're done. You're not going to yeah, talk about. You're right as an American. It's, it's done. It, that, that's it. Yeah. And let's say you are returning something. You know, <laughs> for example, if you're oh, returning yeah. something, 
here, no questions asked, as long as it's still acceptable, like when you bought it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. in the Philippines, well, we the it's a long, long process. You know, like there's a lot of things in the Philippines about the being nosy part. I actually hate that uh, trait of being Filipino. Like they always have to know what's happening. They always need to know what's up. I, I don't. I don't get that. Yeah. But for but for the the Americans, I'm not saying that they don't care. It's just that it's not that important for them to give attention to, you know. So yeah, because yeah. as long like they don't, as long as they're not involved in it, they don't really like. Why bother trying to get involved right. if? Because like they, I think they think that um, they just don't want the problem to like escalate if like more people are involved, you know. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. respect towards the yeah. the person in the situation that they're talking about. Yeah. Right. Basically. Right. You wouldn't want rumors to just fly around, which is basically True. disrespectful to that person who has So that. Filipinos listening, learn from Americans. Respect personal space. Mind your own business, y'all. Mind your own business. If ain't if it ain't Dude. something you should talk about, don't talk about it. Huh? It's not Shut all up. about Shut it's up. not all about you guys. Thinking about you, who cares about what you think? Just kidding. I love you guys. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. So Next. we're going to we're going to a bad one again. Um, Oof, bad. They do, said do, do, they do, said do. Americans are um snowflakes, quote unquote snowflakes. <laughs> but uh, for those who aren't familiar with the term, what is a snowflake? Please educate <laughs> me. I don't know the term. You don't know the term? No. How about you, Drew? Do you know the term? I think I... Is it a person who flakes? No, 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 no. no. See? So... It's a person who's got a lot of dandruff, maybe? <laughs> See, we're Filipinos here, dude. Yeah, we're Filipinos. Um, Filipino. So, according to my sources, a snowflake is someone who's, like, sensitive about everything. Because, like, oh, just, okay. no, just like... Because... Like the okay. term came from like a snowflake. A snowflake. Like it's a snowflake fragile. is really really fragile. So yeah. they yeah. break easily, easily into like the slightest things. Wait, so you're saying so, Americans are snowflakes? That's like they're fragile. Their egos apparently are fragile. You know? Yeah. Cause mm. for for me, okay, so my, my take on this is like it's kind of like the opposite of like no mm-hmm. questions asked or whatever. But but I do get your point. Like, like uh, some some people here are actually, you know, it, mm. they 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 get they fall under they that umbrella. But I but mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it as a stereotype. That's that, that's just my opinion though. Like mm. I don't that like I know less people who are like that. That's what I that's, right. that's for me. But I don't know about but you I, guys. What if, yeah. I think it comes hand in hand with being entitled, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Because like they become they're fragile because like again going back to being entitled they're like born to think that they're the best and when yeah. reality hits them they're like why what the hell man they can't they can't accept it wow. and they try they try they try really hard to like push whatever they think is right and um but i think this is also a generational thing like yeah, snowflakes so became a uh, a rampant term when like the gen z era starting you know like mm-hmm. like um internet culture here in america too is really different so for filipino listeners um there are like um i think the, this this term came from like tumblr 
you know, <laughs> like, and they also have this term called them um, Tumblr, Tumblr activists, you know, who are like trying so hard to like fight for um, social issues, but all information are coming from the internet, which is like yeah. not the best source. Yeah. So when, again, when reality hits them and they're like not in line with what they think is right, they like lash out. So that's, that's the thing because yeah, um, if you're going to talk about a snowflake, Mm-hmm. I think there's also yeah, yeah uh, snowflakes in general that could be any any kind of person in America, right? And I think we also have a few snowflakes with us, but we just True. don't consider them that way. But it's basically for me, it's a definition of someone that does not allow of social discourse, mm-hmm. actually talking to the person about the issue that's at hand and they just get right. offended right away it's like oh i don't like to talk about you because i don't like to listen to you because i don't want to understand what you're trying to talk about blah 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 it basically right. goes like that uh-huh so, so i think for me uh-huh. yes there are snowflakes in america and no because everywhere in the world there are snowflakes <laughs> yeah even though the philippines don't doesn't have snow we have snowflakes right true 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 <laughs> true so this yeah. is not this is this is not just like a stereotype unique to America. Yeah. It's a it's, human it's, thing. It's a human it's, thing. It's got yeah, it, basically got a it. human thing. I, yeah. So, so people it, are easily offended. Period. True. <laughs> true, true, yeah, true. Especially, joke especially I don't know, but especially I think it's more of when you attack the ego part. That, okay. That's yeah. where mm-hmm. I kind of relate to this. Like, right, right. Again, like, like you said, the U S of A top of the the apex you know the best Mm -hmm. so the ego once you you start to attack the ego the snowflakes come out you're absolutely correct with this but then again this is just in general it's it's the winter season oh my god (laughs) i think that's why that's why they think it's an american thing because again you get snow here in america so hence the term snowflakes yeah maybe they coined it from that (laughs) yeah 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 they claim it. Cool. No, no, I wasn't here when Snowflake was made. So okay. um, I just let's understand. Move, let's move on to a worse one. Oof. Okay, Ooh. what's the worst? It gets bad. I mean, it gets <laughs> bad from here. Um, Oof. Americans Ooh. are just white people. Well, that's not true, man. This is coming Definitely from an outsider perspective, though. Americans mm. are just white people. What do you guys think about this? Wait, what did you say? I, I Americans are just white people, basically. <laughs> oh, sh- <laughs> yeah. All right. No offense I, to the person that made that, said that, but mm-hmm. you have to know that America is a mix of every single race you can think of. I mean, I down think, the street, I, I go to a corner store with I think what they meant here is that when you hear the word American, white a white person comes to mind. First thing, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is a white person. Might be the way America portrays their media too. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was gonna say whitewashing. True. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's the reason why you're the person who sent that thought of that. But I mean, I can't blame them too, because like again. Um, it's, it's just now that like American media is 
getting more diverse. Diversifying, but like, yeah. If you're looking back at like you know the '90s, everything when you hear an American, if you see a, an American movie, 90% of the time, there's always like they're all white people. Pretty. So much. from from a, from as an outsider, if you see oh this is an American movie, and then you see all white people, then you're gonna think those are Americans, you know. Because mm-hmm. sure, um, because like. I asked them to like, why do you think so? Why do you think white people are when you? Why do you think Americans are just white people? You 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 know, black people are Americans too, right? They say yeah, but I just see them as just black people. They're not really. <laughs> I mean, again, this is someone not living here, so yeah. they haven't experienced the whole idea. Yeah, they haven't the been in America, so. This is like a nice, you know, it's yeah, a nice, mm-hmm. nice perspective to give them. Like, yeah. So they say like they're American, but at the same time they're not because again representation here, it just got diversified lately. Not it wasn't really this diversified diverse before, so I can't yeah. really blame them. You know, yeah. that's true. I think the person who sent this was pretty much that person that if he sees a white person in the Philippines, like oh you're Kano, you're American. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, you're like, like, <laughs> like, every, like not all white people who are in foreign land is American. No, American. They're not. They, they could you're be other, they, they could be yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. There's a lot of different white people in the world. Just as yeah, so again, I, I think this is all rooted by how the United States or the American portrayed. media has portrayed. portrayed yeah, that, that's media. it's all Definitely. rooted from that. But yep. I'm I'm happy because here, here. now I'm I'm happy because in the media right now, obviously Americans are now being portrayed by multiple colors of people, mm-hmm. and that's that's the yeah. great part of of the, the media yeah. right now. So, yeah. <clears throat> so that's great. In conjunction with this one, actually, our next stereotype is that this is given by Americans. Okay. Our next stereotype, which is given by Americans, is that they have diverse culture. Ooh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Asterisk on some states, though. <laughs> That's true. <I've... laughs> but for the most part, though. For the most for the part. Most, yeah, for the most part. True. Like... Um, <laughs> Living here, let's say, let's let's just try and like put this in a smaller scale. Let's let's in, use in our let's use us as an example. You know, like I initially thought when I moved here that American America is gonna be a way different place to be in. That's my initial thought, but then after mm. moving here and settling down. I just see, you know, it it it's just like a colorful, colorful place, because like <laughs> you see, you see different, you see different things. Like, like again, I grew up, I grew up as an outsider, and I was fed with like you know the old school American um, representation, which is just like all white people. They're all eating. Um, you know, bread, burgers, burgers. And then when I got here and I actually get to live here, I'm like, wow, they have rice too here. Wait, (laughs) they have shawarma. 
They have tikka masala too. <laughs> no, but yeah. Uh, they have adobo, a... adobo culture follow on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Thank you. Yeah, I'd say I'd say this is definitely not a stereotype. It's a fact that America is a dif- is a place with diverse so, diverse culture. So, so this stereotype is exactly the opposite of whoever said the first one. I mean. Yeah, you know, I yeah, mean so. the 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 Americas are just white people. One was given by an outsider, but yeah, but the diverse culture stereotype was given by an American. So you can see, like yeah. you know, the difference. The yeah, how people look at things yeah. and yeah. how people look for, at things. Yeah, and for me, this is not a stereotype. This is actually a fact. You know, mm-hmm. like here in the United States, literally, if you know, like I said earlier, this is the country where people go to to get opportunities, and that's all the people from different countries and but you know like i said earlier you know that's why i said asterisk because there are still states though that i have to admit it's kind of sad because they are still kind of in that within that bubble where right they all all know is themselves like we're americans that's all they know and they have no diversity at all and it's it's true and Mm -hmm. i can say i can i can adhere to that because I've been to those states and it's kind of sad. It's it's like it's, like I said, some people don't know what a Filipino is. Like, what is a Filipino? Is it is it, is it a yeah? No, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. There's still gonna be questions because there. Okay, there was one time I was on a flight and I was working this flight. I was the flight leader. I was on. I so I was the one in front, and there was this person in first class, mm-hmm. and this person went to the restroom. And then this, and then this guy was actually looking, looking at me. He was probably checking me out, but you know, no harm in that. And then he said, "Like you have really good complex, do you have really good complexion?" And then, like I said earlier, you know, I get compliments from my skin. And then mm-hmm. this was before the whole mask thing. And then he he said, "Like you have a really good looking face. Uh, where are you from?" And then mm-hmm. I said, "Oh, I'm from the Philippines." Oh, okay. So you're Asian? I said, "Yeah, I'm Asian." Um. And then, so what do you call you guys? Um, um, Filipino. Oh, now I know what a Filipino is. I've been hearing that, but not really. What? Like, wow, you don't know what a Filipino is? That's <laughs> like, really it's just so weird. It, yeah, no, it, yeah, it really yeah, is yeah. interesting because there are some people that don't know. They probably think that we are Filipinese or something. Like, what kind of knees are you? Like, you see it in memes, but it, it actually happens in real life. It's yeah, sad. That's, yeah. I remember the basis of me- memes are I, real life most of the time. I remember anyways. mentioning this actually on our previous episode. Like, I said this thing about, like, when Americans think of Asians, they just think of Japanese, Chinese. Yeah. So I guess that's where they think should like a like automatic automatic. If you're an Asian, your 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 people are called niece. Niece. Niece in the end. You know what I mean? Vietnamese. <laughs> yeah. Chinese. Because that's Japanese. that's their exposure of Asians. Philippines. They have the niece in the end. <laughs> or Korean. <laughs> Except one Korean. small group. Except Korean. <laughs> Koreans, they're very unique in their own way. Good for them. Should we make should we make a Filipinese thing? I don't want it. Hashtag it, it Filipinese. Sounds, it sounds a little dirty. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Except for uh instead of pin, it, I don't like it. Instead of Pinix, Pin Pin X E, let's do Filipinese. <laughs> Anyway, 
We're getting off. We're off going off topic. We're going off topic. <laughs> okay. Um, diverse culture. So that's a yay, right? A yay. Yes. That's a yay fact. Barely. There you go. It's a fact. It's a fact. All right. Of course, we're a yin-yang type of people, so we're going to the bad. All right. Americans, Americans apparently have this savior complex. Do you want me to talk about that? Wait, what did oh. you say again? Savior complex. Savior, like savior, like savior yeah, complex. Save, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. You what know why? You, okay. Go ahead, John. Hit it. <clears throat> There was a poem published in 1899 <laughs> called The White Man's Burden by Oof. Rudyard Kipling. Mm-hmm. This poem was made as propaganda for the Americans to colonize the Philippines. What? And this poem is basically talking about the reasons why Americas should become colonizers. So that's the whole reason why they basically have that idea of the savior complex, the white man's burden. So it, it, um, it stemmed on from that historical event and that historical propaganda up to today. What was because in the even, propaganda though? What is let me in the double poem? check? The stuff in the poem what is basically it says mm-hmm. oh, that's a long ass poem, dude. Summarize it. TLDR. Uh, take, take up the white man's burden. Send forth the best ye breed. Go bind your sons to exile to serve your captives' need. To wait in a heavy harness on fluttered folk and wild, your new caught sullen peoples, half devil and half child. Wow. Basically, it just talks about every other country that's not American mm-hmm. is basically lower than America. Lower than the white man. It's right. a very bad propaganda, basically. <laughs> it's I think it's racist. I, I think it's yeah. I think that's it. It stemmed off from there for me, because up until now, if you're gonna talk about politics, I mean America's that makes sense. That stuff. makes sense. But if we're going to like the modern times, because that's like way back, right? Like when colonizing countries was like the thing. Yeah, but the so, thing is, you can never erase that from America's history. That's true. It's history. It's always there. America was a colonizer, just like the British were colonizers, mm-hmm. just like the Spanish were colonizers, just like the Russians were colonizers too. Every, you can't erase that idea that, yeah, some American made that poem and America pushed through with it. Right. I think that's the reason why. Americans have that. Americans have that savior complex. Mm-hmm. I think, I think this one comes from the fact that, like I said, like people, most Americans are like comfortable living in their own bubble because like they're like comfortable enough and everything is there. But I think these people has who have the savior complex are those who tried looking outside the box, you know peeking outside the box and then they suddenly got this calling oh i'm privileged enough i should help people you know and then (laughs) i mean there's nothing wrong with it's a noble thing to do yeah it's a noble thing to do but i think the savior complex comes 
um, comes with the fact that they think that as long as uh, they think that they're American, they're going to change the world. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like, Anybody again, can change the world. they're like, they're like privileged enough and they have, they have this like, again, they have this idea that they're the best out of the best. So yeah. I can save everyone. So, and sometimes, sometimes this doesn't do, it does more harm than good, especially for um, people, people who try and fight social for social justice, you know, like um, I saw this interview about this black guy and he was like being asked about um, what they think about quote unquote allies, you know, because like it's always been a running issue here about wearing dreadlocks because like again they said that wearing dreadlocks is disrespectful to black culture because of like the obvious uh discrimination black people get with wearing dreadlocks like um when people see a black person with dreadlocks they all they think about like all this like nasty stuff but when it's in a white person like all those nasty stuff is like gone so um this black so i mean this is about i mean this is based on the interview i i saw so this black guy was like asked what do you think about like white people wearing dreadlocks he's like you know i'm personally cool with it he said that i'm personally cool Mm -hmm. with it Mm -hmm. i'm not really offended by it and to be frank dreadlocks isn't a black uh uh a uh, thing unique to black culture because like Egyptians had it, mm-hmm. and then I forgot what it, what he said. But but bottom line is that he's trying to say that these white people trying to fight for black people's rights don't know anything because they're not black. All they know <laughs> is a all they know is like what they see from the outside, but they never lived their life as a black person. So. You know that that discredits them from you know trying to push th- their agenda that black people are being oppressed more than I don't know, but I think what this black person is trying to say is that don't preach something you you haven't lived, basically. Yeah, you That's can support it, it, but don't yeah, exactly. It. Like, don't speak for them. Don't speak for the oppressed. Because, like, you've never been oppressed. They, you've never been on their shoes. So you can't really speak for them. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that got that, pretty I, I deep, no- man. I, <laughs> I noticed, I notice, yeah, white white people like to um, speak for someone else. I don't know. They have too much time in their hands. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's true. Well, it is what it is, right? Do you have anything to add, Surly? Um, I guess I, it happens in the workforce too. Um, right. where oh. you know, if 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 we're already talking, we if we're already in this discussion, you know, like you know, when you're white and then you're an Amer- a white American, like they feel that they have more credibility as far right. as other Americans in the workforce. I mean, it, it goes in, it's, it's the color game. It's always like that. And it, it happens in the workforce. I experienced it. I experienced it. Like I was part of leadership 
but I can't speak for all the leaders, although some other leaders can speak for all of us because they are more credible, so to speak. So that kind of takes away, like, is it because I'm Filipino, you know, or is it because I'm colored? It does happen. And going back to your, you know, we, we actually went far from the stereotype. The stereotype is the the savior's, um, what's, what's that again? Savior the, complex. The savior complex. Savior complex. You know, and, that, and that's why I think they have that, stereotype is because they think that i mean this is being american they think that they are the most credible or like let's let's put this like they have like their weapon is the most powerful compared to your other weapons you know like let's just use mine because mine is the most i have a bigger stick than anyone right yeah 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 yeah. yeah. but i'm not saying your stick is not good but mine is better so let's just use mine so for that other person that has the other weapon like they don't they they should get a chance to use it as well you know like so yeah it's just kind of sad but again it, it can also be looked at differently like right. that, that article that you said um yeah that's my but then again point. for people listening this isn't america like there are people <laughs> there are people who have this complex but not everyone not yeah. everyone yeah so i mean I know people that are genuinely trying to help. Yes. And they yes. never they never thought of them being like the Messiah, which is cool. <laughs> yeah. Which is cool. But you really, like, again, you can't really have everything great. Like, there's always going to be a bad apple in the group. Yeah. If you want to help, just freaking help, man. Yeah. <laughs> Simple mm-hmm. as that. And uh, some some people just take pictures and all that stuff. And I'm just like, so what's the point of you helping? <laughs> for clout. To show it off or... Something like that. I if guess the help, best way, help. the best way, is that if you're trying to help quote unquote oppressed people, the best help that you can do is listen to them. Yeah. Listen to definitely. why they feel that way. Don't tell them what they feel. You know. So yeah. It's for yeah. me. It's always that way. It's yeah. the best way to do it. Is if you're gonna try to help someone, you listen. You listen because yeah. sooner or later, with the way you're listening, they may realize on their own what they need, what they really need to do. Exactly. That's my belief. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you for listening to my TED talk. My drop. Big facts. <laughs> Big okay. Facts. Um, unfortunately, we're gonna end this stereotype episode with like a bad one again. Oof. Bad. bad. <laughs> um, gonna end with a bad note. Okay. Um, rubbing salt on the wound just just a disclaimer this was given by Americans too in my focus group focus group <laughs> damn um, apparently according to Americans they think that they're racist and xenophobic racist and xenophobic Ra- mm-hmm. racist yeah there are many Americans. There are, um, well, not all, Wait, but there what are. Was that, was that what the heck? Oh my God! What? FBI, <laughs> FBI, we're coming in. <laughs> okay. What were you saying? There are many people who are racist here in America. Uh-huh. I cannot, uh-huh. as much as I don't want that idea to exist, it does exist, and sadly, we all have to face the facts that. It's the prejudice and of how people were raised and how right. they think 
that really breeds this racism, which basically is a, a whole a whole idea of hate. It's sickening. Yeah. It's disgusting. Not all Americans are like that, but there are Americans who are like that. And yeah. like you said, and it's pretty it's bad. Of, it's part of their history, so it's really yeah, tough. It's part to of like, the, it's part of their history. That's the worst I part. I think it's really it. tough to like um, take it away. Yeah, I think racism is part of being in America. Um, I truly believe that the United States is the most racist country in the world. Like, because everyone is here, you know, mm-hmm. everyone is here. So we are exposed to that and we have assumptions of everything. And that's why we are like everyone. I'm not just talking about Americans, but everyone, for me, like everyone who lives here becomes just, mm-hmm. just becomes racist all of a sudden is because of how <laughs> we are exposed of how we are exposed to the media, how we are exposed to what happens in right. real life. Like we don't know, sometimes we don't even know what's real anymore, you know. And I guess the whole xenophobic thing, mm-hmm. I think it applies to some people, especially for some Americans who are again we're talk we always talk about this who are in that bubble who all of yeah. a sudden goes in international waters. Let's say they have right. a vacation, they go to this Asian country or to this country in Africa or in right. in South America. They go to this country and then they just feel alienated. And they they feel that oh my god they might want what I have like it's not always right, that way right. like you yeah. we don't we don't we're not gonna steal from you like but again but then again it depends what country but then again it depends what country you're actually going to but yeah the whole it depends thing, for for me yeah. it's not a country but it depends on the area of the country that you're going there you go of course of course for me every single country has such a beautiful yeah. beautiful places to go to yeah. the Middle East. South America. Each country Europe, has a good part and a bad part. Asia, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I mean, xenophobia and racism exists in America. Pretty bad for me. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. Uh, high rate. It's a very high it's rate. Not a, high, rate so high rate. This one is a sad fact. fact. It's a fact. Bad fact. It's not a stereotype, yeah. but a sad fact. I forgot yeah. what I was gonna say. I was gonna say something important. <laughs> of course, I can't remember. Great job. Um, but yeah, that's about, yeah. that's pretty much all that. Because, like, um, funny thing about this one, actually, it was tough. It's a sad um experience for me trying to like get this inputs from like the people I again my focus group. <laughs> <laughs> focus it was sad. It, it was a sad experience for me because like, um. I, because even Americans in that group think bad, badly of themselves. Because, um, like the initial, unlike, unlike when I was asking for like stereotypes in, for like Filipinos, like the initial stereotypes I was given to when I asked for American stereotypes were like bad. They're like always bad. So I had to force them to think more about like a good stereotype about being American. Mm. So I don't know. It's like it boils down again to like the stuck in their own bubble stereotype. Like (laughs) people think they're the best, but then if you look outside the box, people, other people think you guys are like the worst. The worst. (laughs) So I hope that this little discussion opened a lot of, minds for you guys like um stay woke be woke gave gave you a different perspective of what 
Americans are and how it's like living with Americans, you know. But I'd say it's a fun, mind-opening experience overall. Yeah, it's very thought-provoking. That's the word. So for everyone who um who joined my focus group discussion for both episodes, Thank I really、you. appreciate the inputs and the time that you guys put into this. We really appreciate you giving us, you know, things to talk about, and that's what this podcast is all about. It's all about you guys, and we try our best to keep you entertained and reeled in as much as possible. But、um, gotta keep the ball rolling. I hope that you guys learned something new. That's all that matters. Yes. Yes. yes um. Yes. So to wrap this episode up, we're gonna go to our. Lingo of the week. This time, this、English、time the American,、slang. the English slang、mm-hmm. would be rain check. Rain check. Who rain wants check. to、um, define rain check? Because I honestly first, this is my first time encountering this. <laughs> Seriously, rain check. Yup. All right. So、um, let me be the one. Yeah. All right. Okay. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> rain. <laughs> Rain check meaning, <laughs> yes, exactly. I can think of anything at one time. So rain check is、What、used is to tell、check? someone that you cannot accept an invitation. So basically, you're ca- you're flaking on someone. That's the that's the whole idea of rain check. It's a nice way of saying no. But actually, yeah, you know it's what? No, it's it's in, no. it's interesting because I use a rain check or my friends when when I, when I hear the word rain check, it's more of like I'm gonna I'm not gonna go, but there's a small chance I would go because like it's like I'm still gonna check that. That's how I see it. Like there's a ten percent、oh. chance. Like when someone says rain check, I already I already see it as a no, but they could there could also be a chance they might go. But it's but for me, rain check is a nice way of saying no. Someone, because you're gonna try to, but not really. You're gonna try to go, basically. In、yeah. my case, <clears throat> when rain check has been used in conversations with me, yeah, it's a no. It's a no. <laughs> it's a hundred and fifty percent no. So, different experiences, different people. So we have、oh, to use、okay. it in a sentence now. My interpretation for this one is like since, just like the weather forecast. <laughs> like they 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 throw this term rain check like it's like、oh, if it、best. rains, then it, it rains. That means that means if、I、it think, rains, then check. Yeah, <laughs> I think rain rain in general means it's not a good time to get get out. You know. Yeah,、um, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's why they. I think that's why、yeah. they coined that.、Term. That's why they say rain, rain check, check is because they're gonna check if the、this、situation they're. If there's if the situation they're into is okay to go out, yeah. In my yeah. experience, like people usually tell me that, but then when they say rain check, it means that we're going to postpone the event、right. that we're going to have with each other, and it usually ends up happening、yep. like ten percent of the time. Let's use but, it in a sentence. How do we in use taga- it in a Tagalog sentence? In a Tagalog sentence. In a Tagalog sentence. Yeah. Bro, go for it.、Okay. All right, all right.、Um, I'll try. I'll try. I'll try my. Okay. I'll try.、Um, bro, tara, inuman tayo. Di pa yun, bro. 
ลาคุณเปร่ารีนเช็ค I I I thought of uh, an example Bro ตาสุกันตายอ bro แต่แต่กลังเปร่ารีนเช็คมูนาโอเคมีซิส That works right Yeah that works I've heard it I've heard it Yeah that works Brain check the pieces, so you're gonna check check the weather with your wife if your wife is in a good weather in a in a thunderstorm or if she's exactly in the lovely fields, the hills are alive with the sound of music. Basically, to wrap wrap this up for reals, socials, you guys go for it. Socials, go ahead, Drew. Go ahead for me. Okay, so again. Follow me on the gram. It's going to be Drew Cab D R U C A B. And again, follow us on the IG as well, Adobo Culture. On Facebook, mm-hmm. just look us up, Adobo Culture. And on Twitter, we are Adobo underscore Culture. And Twitter, once again, thank you very much, guys, for Adobo listening on... to our episode. Underscore uh-huh. Culture, yeah, yeah. And then thank you yep. very much for listening to our two part, two part episode two four. Part. Crazy how we talked Those a lot about stuff. It was great. So. Yeah, um, fine. you go, John. What's your socials? All right, so follow me on IG, John Epomoseno. You know, red light district looking guy. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna milk this joke out for the next three episodes. Listen, um, <laughs> follow, of course, follow Adobo Culture, uh, Adobo dot Culture on Facebook. I'm trying to memorize it and I can't memorize it. I don't know why. Am I correct? Yeah, Adobo, Adobo Culture, Culture on, on Facebook. Facebook. Okay, Adobo no, that's Culture on, on Instagram. Facebook. Adobo Dot Culture on Instagram. There we mm-hmm. go. Thank you, Fred. And what else am I missing? Adobo Culture on Twitter. Adobo underscore Culture. Yes, I remember. You got it. You got it. And of course, let us not forget to plug in my gamer <laughs> content. So yeah. basically, I didn't want to waste your time because last time I said Sword Saint mode thrice. So, all my God. <laughs> I'm making content on IG, Sword uh-huh. Saint mode. Also He's say on, no, I'm not gonna say it three times. I'm gonna say it twice. Also on YouTube, same name, just... and on Twitch, same name. Remember, Sword Saint. Just mode. say, just say, follow John's gaming uh, channel on Instagram, Twitch. And YouTube, they're all Sword under Saint Sword Saint Mode. Sword Saint Mode, yes. Kinsey, that's what it means. There you go. The Sword Saint. Yeah, um, that's it for this episode, you guys. Uh, they thanks plug again. I already said it in the first episode. They already got it. <laughs> hey, come But on, yeah, again, I'm really thankful for everyone who participated in this little project of ours. We really were looking forward to like the inputs and. Interactions that we got, and we weren't disappointed. It's all thanks to you guys. So once again, these are your favorite Filipino boys, Freddie, John, and Drew. This is Adobo Culture, and we're out. Peace. Bye. Peace out.